0: Three Things Podcast. I am Joseph Morse and I am here representing the forces of chaos. And uh, I am a comic book publisher, um, artist, uh, library worker guy that sits in the basement of the library and orders books. And, um, yeah, you can check out my work at www.torquepress.com, T-O-R-C-P-R-E-S-S. And with me, as always, is the other bro. Hey, everybody. My name's Ryan
1: Morris, owner and operator of 3HD Recording, Dr. Orpheus Project, blah, blah, blah. It's time for Shout It, Shout It, Shout It Out Loud. Eat it, Gene Simmons. Come get me. <laughs> come, come get me for ripping off your tune. But anyways, we have an unprecedented number of shout outs. Really? For the episode. That's right. All right. So let's let's roll call for the shout outs. Uh, let's go family members first. Uh, our cousin Rachel uh, sent us a comment actually on the previous podcast calling us tyrants for not liking creamed peas. Uh, and the no. reason we don't like creamed peas is because we have taste buds. Ah! <laughs> and uh, so anyways, but thanks, cuz, for the, uh, the comment. We dig it. Uh, do you want to do another shout out? uh me Oh, you, uh, do, you've do got you remember, the list. Do you remember
0: any of the shout I don't outs? remember what okay. I had for breakfast, man. All right. All
1: right. So I'll do all the shout outs. Apparently, the shout outs are like really important to me. Um, so uh, and then our next shout out, uh, longtime supporter Deb Longoria gave us a wonderful comment after the, the last uh, podcast, in which she offered some chorizo to me, some homemade chorizo, uh, which, of course, I have not gotten over to uh, pick up because that's what I do. I don't get around to things, uh but thanks anyways deb thanks for the offer hopefully someday i will get off my lazy butt and get over there uh and then uh stephen hines uh, another supporter longtime supporter uh uh, thanking us for actually having positive uh things that happened to us in 2020
0: yeah it was kind of amazing we got a best of list out of 2020 (laughs)
1: Yeah, really, I mean, you know, with the uh, nonstop memes of uh, 2020 being a dumpster fire and all that business, you know, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a little amazing, too. But, you know, hey, uh, lemons, lemonade, all that sort of business, uh, which, you know, how does the the lemon feel <laughs> about that comment? <laughs> like, a lemon's just being a lemon, but it's like, the lemon's the worst thing ever, but you can turn it into lemonade, which is great.
0: Yeah. 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 All we got to do is squeeze all the juice out of it and dump 4 pounds of sugar in it. All you got to do and is kill a lemon. Kill the lemon. <laughs> kill it. Kill it and drain its lemon blood. Kill the
1: lemon and you can have something great. Uh and then uh finally uh a uh, potential rando um and I apologize if you took offense to Rando. Uh <laughs> but on the, uh, the the Podbean site uh we have Bumblebees Bumble 1 if you are a person we we know uh, actually know I apologize. Uh, but uh left us a comment uh thanking us for always a fun podcast. And believe it or not, Bumblebee's Bumble One, I was going to comment back to you because I try to do that sort of thing. And through the ridiculousness of Podbean and me not actually having the Podbean app, I couldn't comment back to you. So I decided instead I would just do this really long-winded explanation of why I didn't comment <laughs> back on the podcast. So I hope you did actually, do actually check this out, and that yes, we uh, we are shouting out to you, Bumblebees Bumble One. Thanks for listening. Yep. And anybody else out there that uh, is listening but doesn't want to comment, that's fine. Nothing against you. But if you want a personal shout-out, you're going to have to leave <laughs> us a comment. That's how it goes. So
0: uh, that's shout, the rules. It, shout <laughing> it,
1: shout it, shout, shout it out loud. We're party.
0: Shout <mumbles> it, shout it. <laughs>
1: All All right. right. So, uh, anywho, I do have a backup plan just in case Gene Simmons hears this (laughs) and tries to sue (laughs) the utter hell
0: out of us. Is the plan to be like, we're broke and we don't have any money, Gene? Well,
1: well, it's that whole thing of uh, you just have to sell off everything you own to a family member and then file bankruptcy. It'll work. Don't
0: worry. It'll be fine. Uh, Okay. So, our three topics today are... The Good Place, Warhammer 40k, and Legos. That's right, nothing controversial today, folks. Uh, That was going to be a goal, actually. I I thought let's try to get through one
1: podcast (laughs) where we don't like super offend. Like I I, like let's do the most vanilla podcast (laughs) that nobody (laughs) can possibly be offended by. You know, let's try it just to
0: see. I don't know. I, I feel like there there might be like people out there that might be offended by the Good Place or Warhammer 40k. I don't know who could possibly get offended by Legos though.
1: No, yeah. uh, unless on unless there's some sort of you know concern over it, like the the you know Lego Empire and how it <laughs> seems to be competing with Disney. Maybe Disney owns Lego. I don't know.
0: No, nah, uh, Disney doesn't own Lego. Okay. Lego's its own thing. Not yet. Not yet. So okay, um topic number 1, The Good Place. So a while back, um we did a while back a year ago, <laughs> we did our best TV of uh the 2010s and The Good Place was on both of our lists and we were like we need to do a deep dive on The Good Place sometime. So here we are. And uh, so a quick okay, and for the record, spoiler town people spoiler (laughs) spoiler spoilers if you haven't watched the good place yet just stop the podcast go watch the good place on whatever streaming service is available on it's on netflix it's it's on netflix still it's on netflix right
1: now because because i actually i did my homework and i boned up on it i like rewatched i rewatched most of season three and all of season four so uh, i'm good to go
0: yeah but it's only is it four or five seasons uh, just four, four seasons. Yeah, it's only four seasons. There's only 13 episodes a season and each episode's only 30 minutes. So yeah, you can rifle
1: a, through it pretty quick, especially yeah, if you're you a can single do it person. In a weekend.
0: So if you haven't watched The Good Place, just stop the podcast, spend a weekend watching <laughs> The Good Place and then tune back in. All right. So now that our spoiler alert's done, here's the story of The Good Place. Um, Eleanor Shellstraw is a self-described Arizona dirtbag who dies an embarrassing death. And she ends up in what she believes is the good place, which is freaky to her because she was not a good person at all. Um, And in season one, it's her trying to become a good enough person that when they discover that she doesn't belong in the good place, they don't kick her out and send her to the bad place. But there's a twist. At the end of the season, we find out she's actually in the bad place along with the other main characters, namely Chidi Anagonye, an overly analytical ethics professor, um, Tahani Jamil, a uh, wealthy socialite, and um, <laughs> Jean-Yu the Monk, a.k.a. Uh, Jason Mendoza, a Florida trash bag slash aspiring DJ. And then the architect... Of the good place, the fake good place is a what we think is an angel named Michael, but it turns out he's a devil. And played by the so, wonderful
1: Ted Danson. By the t- played way,
0: played by the absolutely brilliant top of his career, Ted Danson. Like I always think it's amazing that like Ted Danson, you would have thought he would peaked on Cheers and that would be the end of it, and then he just shows up a few like you know like a decade later um, on board to death and then the good place and just owns everything. Oh yeah. yeah. Like where was this Ted Danson? Where have you been hiding this whole time since cheers wrapped up? <laughs> <laughs> where is
1: that greasy looking dude that smacked Diane?
0: <laughs> yeah. They beat the crap out of each other in a couple of different episodes. <laughs> it's freaky to watch. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, so, What happens, though, essentially, is you have four people, four very flawed people, um, and this demon, and they all end up becoming friends, and they're all desperately trying to figure out how not to go to the bad place. Um, And that becomes sort of the running story of the remainder of the show. And in the midst of all this, it's also a meditation on life, death. Uh, ethics, philosophy, the nature of humanity, the nature of good and evil, uh, all of this stuff, while being this really silly, ridiculous comedy all at the same time. And it's a lot, but it's also, it, it's deep, but also airy, and it's amazing. And uh, yeah, I'll just uh, step aside for a minute and let Bro take over. We, we should mention created by uh, Michael Schur, Is that correct? I believe so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, he uh, one of the masterminds behind Parks and Rec and The Office, yeah. right? He worked on both of them. He was a writer on The Office, I think. And then I think He, so, yeah. he was, uh, I think he was like maybe one of the showrunners for the Parks and Rec. Like he was, yeah. he's a pretty big deal on Parks and Rec, uh, uh, basically the way I've heard, anyways. Wasn't he responsible for Ron Swanson pretty much?
0: Probably. I'm, yeah, I don't know for sure. But yeah. Anyways, I, I, yeah, he's he's a yeah, he's a good writer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, you know, one of those those guys that kind of like Dan Harmon that can just uh, make a show. So like incredibly new and fresh and different. And and that's what certainly the good place is. Uh, it uh, it kind of walks that line between, you know, being um like, just kind of a regular, not regular story, but a, a story. And then, but also, like, throwing in, like, they do a lot of, like, slapsticky visuals and stuff to keep the funny going. Right. Especially because there's parts of the, the show that gets pretty deep. Um, and uh, it could it really could have been one of those shows where we would have gotten lost on it because we would have finally said at one season, they forgot to be funny. Um, and it, but it doesn't, this one, it stays solidly funny all the way through. Um, and yeah, it, uh, continually, uh, is, is just a a solid show for all the four seasons and smartly, uh, kept it to kind of the European style of only, uh, 13 episodes per season, um, and cutting it off add a logical stopping point on the fourth season and not trying to drag it out to infinitum.
0: Yeah, no, there, there was definitely a plan with that show. Um, I'm, I feel like there was a plan from the onset cause I don't feel like there's a season that treads water.
1: Mm-mm, no,
0: because that, that happens a lot with TV shows is sooner or later you get into a season where it's like, you kind of feel like the, the creators have run out of ideas and there's just nothing really going on. And the good place never had that season Um, because again, it was like season one, it's about Chidi trying to make Eleanor a better person. Mm -hmm. Um, And then season two though, is about all of them trying to learn how to be better people while also maintaining this elaborate sort of uh, facade that they've got going on. And then, Season Three
1: was like. Uh, okay, so yeah uh, season one they 're in the they 're in the they think they 're in the good place, but it 's actually the bad place Season right. two, the first half of it is uh, where Michael is trying endlessly tries to reboot them. To make his good place work, Uh, Michael being the architect of the good place, the good place is designed to be the good place, but actually torture these people because it's actually the bad place. Uh, Midway through uh, the second season, Michael starts doing his turn. To become yeah. a good guy. He, he's straight demon like for the first half of the second season. But then he gradually makes his turn and he, he discovers he actually likes human beings and um, uh, ultimately wants to help them get to the good place. So the third season is them trying to actually get to the good place, and they discover that the system – there's basically a point system that yeah. uh, that people on Earth uh, accrue points and lose points by being either good or bad um, – and uh, uh, that's what determines whether you go to the good place or the bad place um, whenever you die. And they discover in season three that it's impossible to get to the good place. Yeah. Because of because life on Earth has become so complicated. Like they give kind of a uh, – they give an explanation for it because um, like uh, you could do something good like buy a tomato – um, because it's a healthy food choice that was, should be a good thing that would give you points but it actually took away a bunch of points because of the way the tomato was sourced and who it was purchased from and how the labor was treated that picked the tomato and all that yeah. to the point it, it, so they found out it was basically impossible for anybody to get to the good place and then they like through a you know ridiculous like set of circumstances that they actually find out that no one has been to the good place has been sent to the good place for like a thousand years
0: Yeah, well, I think it was like 500 years, but it was still just a really long time. Right. (laughs) Like, again, it was one of those things, it was like, Michael is doing this, like, Michael's like... Uh, yeah, he's just doing this rundown of really great people who've, like, none of them are in the good – none of the golden girls are in the good place, <laughs> which was still one of my all-time favorite lines, just that – just how heartbroken Michael was that not a single golden girl was in the good <laughs> yeah, place. Yeah, you would
1: think Betty White at the very least. Or she, she's still alive? She's still alive, dude. Oh, she is still alive. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then the, the fourth season is them actually uh, modifying the system and redoing everything so that people can get to the good place. And then, of course, they find out when they get to the good place, the good place is terrible because <laughs> – there, because it's like endless good things. And with that, and it's kind of like, uh, kind of like Beavis and Butthead said, you know, if it was all good music all the time on MTV, you wouldn't right. even know it was good anymore. So that's why they have to play the crappy videos <laughs> occasionally so that you yeah. would know when something good came on. And uh, that's kind of the point they made uh, with the actual good place when they finally got there uh, was that, yeah, without any end to it. It was just meaningless, and so then the 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 actual finale of it is they they develop a uh, kind of uh, a situation where if you're in the good place and you basically had done everything you wanted to do there and were ready to move on, you you basically uh, were uh, you walked through this like branch arch and uh, you were you become a part of the universe, yeah. which. Uh, I think a twenty-year-old Ryan would have thought, "What a bunch of hogwash about that!" But 30, that's how I,
0: th- sorry yeah. but but
1: late thirties and now forty, Ryan thinks that is just so incredible, and I hope, I hope that's kind of how it is. Just no—that's what I think it is. Yeah, I just, think just being dissolved and just being a part of everything. Just—it
0: yeah. seems so cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I think. I think that's the end game. Yeah. Like I, I kind of, I'm not going to say I believe exactly the good place, but like, I honestly do think that when it's all said and done, we just become part of the, part of the, the God consciousness, you know, the, we reenter the ocean. We're right. waves on the ocean right now. And I think when it's all said and done, we re, we become part of the ocean again. You know, an analogy that um, was
1: actually used on the show.
0: Yeah, that's where I stole it from. Yeah, no, I stole it from Chidi. Right. Um, who I think in turn stole it from a Japanese philosopher or something? Um, yeah, I think so. But no, it's it because it, that was the, th- the the brilliance of the show is like it go. It basically says, okay, imagine if you will a bad place, right? A place of infinite torture, infinite pain, where you've got these these demons that just love torturing people, and they're doing it all the time. But now think about it forever, right? Think about like the worst torture you can think of, but think about it forever. Really think about it. Like there would be a point where there wouldn't be a torture torturous enough for it to even be torture anymore. It'd just be your day. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? And that was like the thing. That was why Michael's that's why Michael's weird little fake good place was approved, because the demons were bored. The demons were bored with being demons. They were like they acted like they were all like, "Woo, we love flattening penises." That was, that's a recurring joke <laughs> in the show. Yeah, that's a. It's one of the but, great
1: ongoing gags of the show yeah. is is penis flattening.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like we love flattening penises, but deep down they were all they're bored, and the people being tortured were bored, and everyone was just like, "This is gone. It just is just our day, you know. It's just our job. It's you know, and and in a way, it's it's kind of what like." The, the worst parts of life are, you know, is like, well, I've got this job, I got to go to my job and it sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that's basically really what the bad place was. Like it, you can torture and plus torture doesn't mean anything. If you can't die, that's the yeah. other sort of point I think the show makes is like, you know, if you're roasted over a hot spit forever, but you're not going to die, there's no fear of death sooner or you're just like, well, it's hot. I got a pole up my butt okay, now what, you know? And it's like, on top of it, they also point out the problem with a place of eternal perpetual happiness where everything is provided for you. And that's sooner or later, that's meaningless too, you know, because it's endless, you know? Um, So yeah, that's why, you know, I'd been thinking about this idea for a long time. And then The Good Place kind of just spelled it out for me in a way in a much more eloquent way than I could. Yeah. So,
1: Uh, I always think uh, when you were talking about like the torture thing, I always think about that Halloween of horrors of episode of The Simpsons, (laughs) where 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 Homer goes to hell and they have him up on this rack and and they go and and, like there's a devil there and he's like, oh, you like donuts, do you? How about (laughs) eating donuts for eternity? And then like starts shoving donuts in in Homer's mouth and then they like do a time lapse
0: thing. Well, no, no, they start shoving Homer's they start shoving donuts in homer's mouth and homer goes more
1: well that's the more no, they show a time lapse and, like homer's like hugely fat and they're out of donuts and he goes, <laughs> and he's sitting there wiggling his hands going more please <laughs>
0: or more so. yeah and the demons just like <laughs> exacerbated <laughs> right. exasperated yeah. oh i can't talk today yeah okay so enough about the deep crap let's talk about the funny crap
1: right i was gonna get okay. to get to uh what what some of your like the favorite bits of the show okay, are
0: yeah. yeah yeah so um so, okay. Uh, when do like a, like three favorite bits a piece. Sure.
1: Other than CDI, they will, they're we're probably going to overlap. Cause I know yeah. we're, I know, I know we think the same bit is the best part of the show or the best thing of the show. So go ahead. Probably.
0: Okay. 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 Um, okay. So I think all of mine will probably involve Chidi in some way. Probably. Uh,
1: He's kind of like the secret hero of the show.
0: Oh yeah. Chidi is the best. Um, Now, every so often, a character comes along that is so unique and so perfectly perfect that, you know, it it just kind of redefines things. And Chidi Anagonia is one of those characters. Um, Yeah, okay, let's see. My number three, uh, probably the trolley problem. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, I take that back. I'm going to move that to number two. Number three is the time knife. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs>
1: the time knife is words, a
0: good bit that I completely forgot about until yeah, I was I doing my rewatch. Around. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, basically, at one point after they've – like I said, they've, they've figured out the system is broken and they're trying to fix it. So they call a meeting in a neutral place called the IHOP, <laughs> which does not stand for International House of Pancakes – it's some sort of weird acronym, but it's, it's basically it was, like this yeah. bizarre. It's this bizarre neutral ground at like the center of a bunch of different overlapping dimensions, right? And uh, anyway, they're in the they're in this IHOP, and they're, and and at first it's all weird and you know 3D CGI craziness, and then of course they 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 snap their fingers so that it becomes bearable like it it becomes like a meeting room right well at first Very they normally. they
1: went they, they actually went to an actual i hop like they turned oh, right. it into yeah, an actual i right. hop and there's a really good bit in there where where uh, tahani gets this like slug on her Right. And, <laughs> in the in the like crazy cgi thing and they're like do not touch that slug and they're like, <laughs> so then when they then switched her to the ihop she had a scarf on and she was like oh what a lovely scarf and they're like that's still the slug don't touch it
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a good bit but anyway uh, yeah so anyway at one point uh like chidi's just walking across the room and he just vanishes and uh like everyone's like oh god where'd chidi go and uh He eventually reappears, uh, and he's like, I saw time and space folded against itself a million times and blah, blah, blah. And uh, um, Michael goes, oh, you saw the time knife. And uh, Chidi goes, I saw the time knife! (laughs) It's it's just so ridiculous it kills me every time.
1: Yeah, Cheedy freaking out in general. I think that'll yeah. be that'll be my number three is, is Cheedy's uh, various freakouts. Yeah. which uh, his best freakout on the show uh, is is relative to my favorite thing of the show at one point when we get to it then we can explain further but yeah he he, yeah. he loses his mind over something so yeah. uh, in order to cope with it he just basically goes nuts because he doesn't think anything matters anymore and right. uh he uh, he makes peep chili peep chili <laughs> he makes this big peep pot chili. of chili and puts peeps in him and hims and everything <laughs> <in>. and he's <laughs> just like, so gross and he and he's teaching a college class at the time and and they're like Aren't you gonna teach us anything? And he's like so he goes he goes on this little rant about how nothing is important anymore. And he's he's like, now class is cancelled and I'm gonna eat my peep chili. <laughs> God, <that> peep chili. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: Oh yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Um so that was your no your number three, right? Yeah, right. All right, okay, cool. Um yeah. Mine actually would have chained into that. My number one would have chained into that, but I think I know both, where we're of, our yeah, so both of our going for number one. So let's ones. just do number two here and then we'll move to just number one. We'll do it at the same time. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the trolley problem. So the trolley problem is an ethical dilemma where basically you're on a runaway trolley and on one track are five workers and on another track, is one. And you have to either decide to divert the trolley so that it goes and runs over the one guy, or do you steamroll the five guys? And, you know, and then you're, you're like, well, of course I saved the one guy. And then, um, you know, but then what if that one guy's someone you know, and all this stuff. So what happens, and Chidi is explaining this to Michael and Eleanor, and then Michael makes it real. And so Cheedy is now stuck on this runaway trolley car bearing down on people and basically no matter what he does, he keeps running people over and they splatter and explode and blood and gore, which I'm surprised NBC let him get away with. And it's hilarious and kind of sad, (laughs) but it's a really good bit. So the trolley problem. All right. uh, My number
1: two thing is uh, food uh food oh, yeah. is is kind of this like background constant on the show yeah. and uh in the uh the the various forms of the good place um the the fake good place Uh, each one has like a specific food that's basically meant to torture people. Like the, the first original good place, it's frozen yogurt. Like everything is frozen yogurt. You can get frozen yogurt, uh, that tastes like, uh, what I forget what the, like, uh, how it was like, you could get frozen yogurt in the, the, the taste of like feminine empowerment. (laughs) <laughs> or something. No, yeah. that, that wasn't yeah. it, but there was a, like a yeah. joke like that. And so as, as things went on in, 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 in season two when they did the, the different, uh, uh, the different the, fake good places. the, the yeah. different fake good places like each one had a different one to the point where they ended up with chowder everything was
0: chowder was a chowder fountain
1: yeah there's the, a chowder fountain and like I forget what they called chowder but it's like like it's ultimately just I don't know, lukewarm throw up or something like that it <laughs> was, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyways but yeah like throughout and like and, and Eleanor has this whole thing about how she loves shrimp so shrimp keeps yeah. popping up in weird spots. And then and then uh, Jason, because he's from Florida and he's an idiot, he, like, loves chicken wings, which I can relate yeah. to. And, like, there's always chicken wings around him. So so uh, there, was, there was kind of a neat motif, constant motif with with food and, like, I got some really good gags out at, like, one point. Um, they were going to this la- they were sending, uh, in season three when they were, uh, doing test subjects basically to build a better good place and everything. Um, the, de- the test subjects they brought in they're like, we're gonna send them to the lake house. And Eleanor tells Tahani is like, uh, you know, go set up some finger sandwiches or something. And she goes, finger sandwiches at a lake house? I don't think so, or something like that. <laughs> she's like, and so later on, she's like, let's eat these regular sized sandwiches because we're at the lake house <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> little gags like that correct me up. yeah yeah and like at one point eleanor gets uh at one point michael gifts eleanor with a uh um basically a soda machine except it kicks out shrimp different oh, yeah, flavors yeah. of shrimp <laughs> and uh then uh at the very end of the show, when Jason goes to the actual good place, he lives in a wing plate, a wing house.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know if it's an actual Jacksonville. Uh,
0: uh, I don't think so. I think thing. it was supposed to be a take on Hooters.
1: Yeah, I think it was too. But All right. So here's yeah.
0: our number one thing. You ready? One, two, two, three, three. Jeremy Baramee. Jeremy Baramee. Jeremy yes. <laughs> yes, very much. See, I spaced because I actually... I actually Peep Chili was going to be my number one, but then when you started talking, it was like, oh my god, I forgot Jeremy Baramy. I'm an yeah. idiot. Okay, no, so, because
1: Jeremy Baramy leads to Peep Chile. I <laughs> well,
0: just said Jeremy Baramy leads to Peep. It's the best episode of the whole show. Absolutely. Anyway, because it, does, it 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 just it's brilliant. So okay, one of the concepts in the Good Place is that in the afterlife, time passes differently. Um, and they figured this out because. Um, basically again, in season two, they go through all these different versions of the good place. Like they get rebooted hundreds of times. So they're, they're in this fake good place for like hundreds of years, but then they end up going back to the real world at one point and being alive again and running around and doing stuff. But they're like, wait, if we were in the afterlife for hundreds of years, what are we doing back here? Um, and it's because of Jeremy Baramy and what it Is, is like time in the afterlife moves and loops and backs goes back on itself and flips around and does all this stuff and it spells out the word Jeremy Baramy in cursive yeah, uh, which if, is completely insane.
1: Right. And, <laughs> and if you haven't seen the show, yeah, just just imagine, you know, like they, they kind of like do it in the show that he draws a straight line and puts like, you know, ticks on the line. Like these are important parts in a in timeline. That's how time works on Earth. But this is how time works up here and he draws Jeremy, Jeremy, and these like huge swoopy, like cursive, and then circles the Y circles around to the B, you know. So, uh, no. or I mean, yeah, the Y on me circles around to the J. Um, but, anyways, and of course, the the best best part of all of that is while Michael's explaining that, uh, cheaty walks over to the board and he goes, "What the hell is that?" And he points to the circle above the eye in Jeremy yep. that isn't connected to anything. <laughs> and uh, anyways, and that's what causes Cheedy to lose his mind. And he goes, yeah.
0: "This broke me. I yep. I can't do anything anymore." <laughs> I because because uh, like the eye was like like a weird. It was like Tuesdays. And no space and all space. <laughs> like, right. It was like four or five weird little things, but yeah, it was just yeah. like this weird little bit of extra time. And I think like Janet's birthday was in the dot somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I think that was so, the other.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, and we haven't talked about Janet at all. Which I sucks. was just thinking
1: we kind of we dropped her the ball, out, on. But-
0: Janet. Uh, is another one of the brilliant things about the show. I wish I knew the actress's name. I don't, I'm not yeah, going to look she, it up cause she I'm lazy. is
1: fantastic. And yeah, we, we should have give her more credit. Uh,
0: yeah, well, there's too much to cover. There is a even lot, even though it's a short show, it's weird. But, um, Janet is basically the concierge for the afterlife. She's concierge this, like,
1: slash like supercomputer slash. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so she's basically like you. You call for Janet. Janet shows up. You say, "I need something." Janet gives you something. That's what Janet does. And the brilliant thing about Janet is that she's kind of this like she starts out as this sort of roboty type character, and then she evolves. And that in itself would be pretty impressive. But then you find out there are other Janets. Right? Yeah, there there's Janets for all Janets.
1: occasions, basically. Yeah. So and there's all and, and they're all played by the same. Uh, yeah, the actress. same actress
0: plays all the versions of Janet. So there's like a bad place Janet who's terrible and there's a uh there's a, a Janet that works for the accounting office that's like a neutral Janet who doesn't who's just boring. There's a disco Janet that right. pops up is just a throwaway gag but is a pretty good throwaway gag. And again, like the same same actress plays all these parts. And then on top of it there's also um there's an entire episode where the four main characters get sucked inside Janet's void because Janet lives in this endless white void when she's not working. And so they're all inside this void and they all look like Janet. So the actress playing Janet is playing all four of the main characters of the show as her, it's yeah anyway it
1: actually even goes even further than that because at one point okay so so janet so so the four main characters all look like janet's but they're dressed as themselves and she and the, the same actress is playing all the parts and uh and at one point the eleanor janet dresses up like the jason janet to trick oh, the yeah. cheaty janet into oh, yeah. uh coming clean with her and uh, so so you have yeah. the same actress playing the part of a different character within a Pret- different <laughs> pretending to pretending to be a different, be a different character,
0: character. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah it was just brilliant no
0: it was really great she did a she did a brilliant job no a wonderful um, job yeah. So, okay, um, yeah, I think that's pretty good coverage on The Good Place. I, I think that's as good as the
1: Two Bros, Three Things
0: gonna, podcast is going to do with any yeah. sort of explanation of any
1: show. But uh, uh, excellent watch. If you haven't watched it, uh, go ahead and watch it, even if you think we have spoiled too much. Because trust me, it's one of those shows that's so dense, you yeah. will get something out of it, Even You'll, if, be fine. even if it's, you know, not a big surprise, so...
0: And here we are with topic number two, Warhammer 40,000. What in the world is Warhammer (laughs) 40,000? Here's the long convoluted story of Warhammer 40,000. So, way back when, me and my brother were dorks. What? Because of course we were. Really? Really? And uh we weren't D Dorks though. We weren't Dungeons and Dragons dorks. Yeah. Um, some of our friends were and they tried to get us into it, but it was never really our scene. Uh, we liked card games and not cool guard games like poker. Well we would later, but yeah, we played much some much poker later. later. Um but at the time we were big fans of Magic the Gathering, the collectible trading card game. And still one of hugely our buddies popular, by the way. Still hugely popular, yes. Um, anyway, one of our buddies that we played with one day Uh, showed up with a magazine called white dwarf. And we were like, what is this thing? And it was full of the coolest stuff in the entire history of the universe. There was giant monster men wearing space armor, wielding chain swords, chain swords, swords that were chainsaws and they had giant guns and there was alien monsters and it was nuts. And White Dwarf was basically the hype publication for Games Workshop, which produces a game called Warhammer 40,000. And Warhammer 40,000 is a miniatures game, and we'll go more in-depth into that here in a minute. But anyway, we fell in love immediately because there was space armor guys with chainswords. Um and the problem was it's a British game. And this was back in the day where you couldn't get British stuff so easy. So, and it was expensive and it was convoluted and we were broke kids. Yeah. So
1: um, we'll see. Here's kind of the thing. Uh, back in the day w- when, when we discovered that weren't we like teenagers, like 15,
0: 16, something like that. I don't even think we were 16 yet. Yeah. It was probably under Fourteen, fifteen, somewhere in there.
1: Okay, so uh, this was before the internet. <laughs> well, Much the internet well. existed, but it wasn't the internet that we all know and love yeah. today. Uh, I think I think the military was still using the internet to send each other simple messages back then. Um, yeah. Where and so we had to do, and it was crazy. Just hang with me if there's any young listeners listening. You had to go to a store to buy things. I know. <laughs> It's weird, the thought of actually having to go physically into a store to purchase things, but that's what you had to do. And on top of that, not just any game store could carry Games Workshop product. Uh, Game Workshop was kind of like a crazy, like, control-freaky kind of company that in order for a game store or a comic store or any sort of like that sort of store to carry games workshop. They had to carry such a supply of it. Like they had to buy oh, a yeah. significant amount of it from games workshop to then resell that it wasn't cost effective for most stores or at least most smaller stores. So yeah. we couldn't even find these things unless we would drive two to three hours away from our house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was just the thing The the, Comic quest in Evansville was where we had to go and we would have to save up for like a whole year and then go to comic quest and, and buy, buy the rules one book box and buy one box that we split <laughs> terminators and Tyranids was our versus first box
1: Terminators Yep. Yep. That yep. was our, uh, that was, that was how it all started.
0: Yep. And I, as usual, took the good guys and made Ryan play the monster bugs. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Oh, that's Sorry. okay. I was, yeah. I was a dick. Well, it was my bad.
1: I don't know that it was being a dick necessarily, but we just didn't know at the time that how much stronger (laughs) these space marines were than the Tyranids.
0: So let's go through the factions, shall we? Okay, so you got the Imperium, which are supposedly the good guys, but it's actually this fascist, uh, autocratic state, uh, xenophobic, crazy people, but they're humans. And they're the last humans, and they're trying not to, you know, go extinct basically. And they've got regular troopers um, who get killed a lot, and then they've got the space marines who are the big superhuman guys in super armor uh, with giant guns and chain swords. Um, who was it was who I played originally, but I don't play them anymore. And then. Um, there's the Sisters of Battle, which are lady space marines for the ladies. Ladies, if you want to play <laughs> Warhammer 40,000 and you want a lady army, you can play Sisters of Battle. <sighs> it's for everyone. It's not just dudes. <laughs> that's that's why they created Sisters of Battle, to get the ladies involved,
1: because that worked.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's still just, I think it's, it's mostly it's, still just dudes. Yeah, dudes
1: are playing Sisters of Battle. It's all dudes.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, and then I think the Imperium's got a few other little side factions. There's a lot of different Imperium-like sub-factions. And then um, fighting the Imperium are the forces of chaos, which is what I currently play. Um, They're the bad, bad guys. And – Everyone's a bad guy in Warhammer 40k, but the chaos faction are like demons from hell. So they're definitely the bad guys. And yeah, there's like demons and there's evil space Marines called chaos space Marines. And there's the Death Guard, which are gross plague Marines. And then there's um, the Thousand Suns, which are evil psychic space wizards. Um, And I play Death Guard and Thousand Suns. um, And it's great. And then there's Ryan's faction, the Eldari.
1: Well, uh, yeah, then we go into the Xenos factions, which is kind of like the aliens. And yeah, uh, yeah, the Xenos factions are the Eldari and Drukhari and Harlequins are all basically space elves. Space elves, uh, the like the Eldari, are like the OG space elves. The dark or the Drukhari are the bad space elves, and the Harlequins are like the elite space elves, but they also look like court jesters.
0: So yeah, they're, they're they're ICP in space.
1: Yeah, and and it, yeah, it's 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 hard to play them because they just look dopey. <laughs>
0: They do look they do kind of ridiculous.
1: But the other Xenos factions are uh, Tyranids, which we've already kind of discussed. They're basically space bugs.
0: Giant space uh, bugs. I
1: kind of think somewhat along the lines of alien. Um, yeah. Alien plus starship trooper aliens is kind of where yeah. you're at with Tyranids. Um, and then there's orcs, which are orcs. Um, yeah.
0: orcs, orcs with armor and guns, basically. Right. And trucks. Uh, Busted up trucks.
1: And then there's the Tau, which are, I think, I don't know what they're, I think they were trying to go like, if you put E.T. in a battle mech, I think is yeah. what the Tau are, kind of.
0: Yeah, the the Tau look like, they look like little blue fish people, but they pilot, they pilot Japanese mecha. So if you like mechs, that would be your army. Right. Um, but they're kind of in the dumpster right now, competitively.
1: Uh, and then let's see, gene stealers. They kind of go with the Tyranids. Yeah. Um, and who am I forgetting? Uh, necros. Oh, the necrons. necrons. Yes. The necrons. necrons
0: are, uh, evil space robot skeleton mummies. I think, uh, think
1: of. Terminator. That's, yeah. that's basically, yeah, what they're the, like the necrons are kind of, I think, based on Terminators, like Terminator, the movie. Um, cause we'd also mention terminus, but anyway. Oh, yeah. So, uh, anywho, uh, it, so yeah, uh, basically what we do is, uh, you amass this army of little plastic, <laughs> a little, little plastic. plastic army men, and you play an overly complex game with it. That's yep. got that. You have to pr- literally have to purchase a hundred dollars worth of rule books just to <laughs> yeah. play the game. Um, <laughs> it's so and, yeah, it involves lots of dice and, and then so many you know, dice, uh, and it's, 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 one of those things where if you would be walking through a game store and you would see this stuff on a table you'd think well that's kiddie stuff but it's actually middle aged men is what are playing yep. this game because it is yep. so cost prohibitive and so complicated and so time consuming that it is not for kids it, no. its I mean I'm sure there's younger people that's playing it but not nearly as many it's, it's basically it's the game if you ask me it's the game for or uh middle-aged, uh middle-aged, and uh in particular uh a midlife crisisy y uh <laughs> gaming dorks. That's the game. Yeah. So
0: yeah, and it, it, it is, it really is. And it's the thing about it is is miniature gaming has been around for a long time, and Warhammer 40,000 is kind of like the premier miniature game still. Like it's been for, it's been the premier miniature game for a really long time and it continues to be the premier miniature game. Um, but it is, it is expensive. Yeah. And the funny thing about it, it's kind of schizophrenic because there's two halves to the hobby. Part of it is acquiring assembling and painting the miniatures. And the other half of it's actually playing the game. And, um, some people like, the first half more, some people like the second half more, and some people like both halves more or less equally. And I kind of fall into that camp because assembling is kind of a pain because I got, I get, I get glue all over my fingers and I stick to everything. And sometimes the instruction manuals on how to assemble the figures aren't very clear, uh, and all that, but I really like the painting part, um, when I can cobble together time to paint and, uh, you know all that and then i i really like playing the game except when i roll a bunch of ones <laughs> and that and when i roll a bunch of ones i turn into a tiny little baby and I whine and I I whine and I cry and I want someone to change my diaper. Yeah, I, I need my diaper changed if I roll a bunch of ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, m- most most actions that your little army guys take, like if they're shooting or fighting or what have you, you roll dice in order to uh, to create the outcome, and so uh, that gives like the element of chance to the game, which I'm sure somewhere along the line somebody thought this is what makes the game. Game, great, but it's not. It's what makes it's what makes the game go from really fun to horrifically aggravating in like a second because it's just because you get so kind of enthralled and everything. And think about the you get to think about the amount of time that you've already spent in. You know, you've already invested yeah. a lot of money into this game because you can't just play with one figure. You cannot no. play the game with one figure. You have to buy lots of these things to develop an yeah. entire army. You assemble them. That takes a long time. Then you paint them. That takes a long time. Then you got to figure out how to play. That takes a long time. Yeah. And then so then you actually get into a game, and and you your only hope to win this particular game is by shooting your opponent off of something, and then you roll ones, and it, oh, so you many just ones.
0: want to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man, that one game. You just barreled into me on the first turn, and I was like, ah, And I'm taking casualties and everything. My whole plan's going up in smoke, <laughs> but then it's my turn. It's my turn to get my revenge, and I just roll the dice, and all the dice go. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, ah, I want to die. That,
1: that's uh, when uh, uh, literally uh, almost 40 years of playing games with my brother really came uh, that experience, like, really came into being just the, at that point because I knew exactly what to do. Shut up! Don't <laughs> say, say as little as humanly possible when Joseph gets aggravated in a game, because otherwise the game may be over. Just, like, don't yeah, just, give him any advice.
0: Don't, don't say anything. Don't say. Don't, do anything. don't
1: worry. It'll get better. Just shut up.
0: <laughs> don't don't look him in the eyes. Just walk away now, and then, oh, and then, God. of course,
1: like two turns later, my rolls went absolute dump can, yeah, and like, yeah. and by the end of it, my army was destroyed completely. So, oh
0: man, well, this is the thing. Like again, you and me, it's like the blind fighting the blind.
1: No yeah, offense to blind of, yeah.
0: folk out there, but it's like, yeah, no, like two of the two people with like the worst luck at rolling playing against each other is. You would think that at that point, our strategy would come in. But again, so much of everything relies on the dice roll that it doesn't matter who had the better strategy or who played better. If if both of our roles go to crap, it just kind of is a... it's. It becomes whoever rolled slightly less bad well not to say
1: not not to say that the game is all dice rolling because it definitely isn't i mean there's a whole lot to it and and you can and there are ways to get around the rolls and in fact that's that's kind of like one of the major strategies is is like building your army so you don't have to rely as much on the dice rolling but even then there's times at the end of the day like uh, it doesn't matter how good you did, how, how well you planned, how well you played the mission it your roles are just going to go, are going to screw everything
0: for you. But, oh yeah. So. Well, that's just it. A, a, a poorly timed one sometimes can just, just sink your whole plan, you know, or like, you know, if you're trying to get this one thing to go off and you roll snake eyes and it's just the whole thing just evaporates on you. Right. So. But you really you like you like the assembly part more than the painting part. Right? I,
1: I do. Uh, yeah, I don't really like to paint at all. In fact, I've figured out ways now that I mostly spray paint mine and then just nice. do, I just do little touch ups <laughs> later. Like the all of my base coats, I I pretty much spray paint. Um, cool. So just because it saves time, and uh, I don't really like painting all that much. But yeah, the the assembly part I like, especially now. Um, back in the day. Uh, you would uh, you would get your model kit, and it would have one weapon in it. But that that particular unit could have different weapons that it right. could use. But it would only come with that one weapon. So you'd have to wait till you got another kit that had different weapons in it, and then you you know try to mix and match your weapons to get what you actually wanted on your model. Now, on the upside they give you all your different weapon choices in the kit now, which is awesome. But if you glue one on, you're kind of stuck with it. So, so of course the internet and YouTube has, has figured (laughs) geniuses on YouTube have figured out ways to, uh, you, you put little magnets on these different weapons. So, and then you paint everything up. It still looks good, but then you can swap out your, your weapon loads and everything. And, uh, it, it's awesome, and I I I like doing it up to a point, um, <laughs> because I, I've magnetized a lot of my new units now. And but the the problem with it is that's that many more things you got to paint. And yeah. that many more things, you know, you got to mess with, and it, and like in these one models in particular, I put like a dozen magnets on each one. So I like I I, I put like thirty magnets on these like five things, and I was just like, this is too much, and you got to drill little holes in them, and it's <laughs> it,
0: it, it's just kind of ridiculous. So yeah but see i don't do the magnetizing i i've i'm just like uh i'll just i'll go with a standard loadout i don't care yeah that's where i'll I'll just buy more figures
1: (laughs) that's why where where i'm crazy with it because i'm just like but but if i just do a little make a little more of an effort now i won't have to do it later so yeah Yeah. so i drive myself like wrapping it up uh warhammer 40k uh well, oh, yeah. what's the tagline on the book? In the far distant future there is yeah, in, only war In
0: the distant future there's only war. In the distant future
1: there's only war. Side note, uh British death metal band Bolt Thrower uses all uh GW art for their album covers, which I always yeah, thought was I pretty about freaking that. cool. Uh yeah. so Uh, so yeah there you go Uh, hobby for dorks if you're a middle aged dork listening to this podcast and you haven't tried 40k uh, highly recommend getting on uh, YouTube and just uh, like look at some battle reports and stuff because yes you too you can watch videos of other people playing this
0: game on YouTube so yeah. which we, we do almost made a we almost made a video of us playing. We we did More make a video 40K on YouTube, we did. but I was too lazy to edit uh, it.
1: That's all right. We're having 40k. Burr. All right, it is topic number three, and we're talking Legos. We went from Legos. We went from middle aged dork toys to young people dork toys.
0: And some middle agers
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's there's definitely middle-aged people that obsess over Legos. Still, yeah,
0: lots of adults that like the Legos.
1: Yeah, and 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 on a, a, yeah, and Legos is smart enough. It doesn't uh, it doesn't just limit itself to dorks. Everybody loves Legos. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, I I came up with this or thought of this topic uh, as I was helping my daughter. I think we were disassembling her frozen lego playset to reassemble later when mm. i when i thought yeah we ought to do we ought to talk legos at some point because because legos uh has is one of those things like you you remember what the legos were like when we were kids right
0: yeah legos were just legos
1: yeah it was just like uh, there were blocks yeah. blocks and and we really didn't have any Legos like that no, was we couldn't
0: afford Legos,
1: yeah, that wasn't a thing like in our house, but we had friends that you know they had Legos for days, and it was always yeah. kind of cool to go over to uh you know somebody else's house and play with their Legos and basically just build a cube on the floor. Because that's basically what you did with Legos yeah. is you build a cube and put it on the floor and said, Well, I'd like to turn this into something cool, but I don't have the right parts. So, <laughs> so, uh, but now, uh, Legos has, uh, uh, between cross-promoting with every other sort of toy and toy franchise out there, the uh, the Lego market has become rather insane. And yeah. uh, a big part of every of every one of my holidays now, it, holidays and birthdays, is uh, sitting with my children and putting together their Lego sets, which right. I'm not complaining about. I actually like doing it. it it like really yeah i I like
0: doing something with your kids
1: believe it or not i do like doing this one thing with my kids (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to do it all the time and don't get me wrong neil gets kind of whiny but uh you know um It's actually kind of fun, and it's really kind of fun to see my daughter in particular. She's six, four, five, five. She's five now, going to be six. And she actually um, it pretty much puts things together on her own now because Lego was smart enough to give the instructions purely as pictures. Uh, there's no words, no nothing in there. It's just pictures and uh right. yeah she'll she'll sift through all the and and the pieces are just nuts now, like like all the different things they can build and and that was kind of like one of the other things I was thinking about who are the engineers that are coming up with these play these Lego play sets? and you know deconstructing them into little bitty lego pieces it's like who's got that job and is that job actually fun or is I, that job kind of like like it's just a logistical nightmare
0: i don't know i don't think it's i don't think it's too bad it's probably one of those things that it's like it's like if you were a pixel artist working mm. for nintendo back in the day where you had to like you know you you didn't have you didn't have all these fancy smooth graphics you had like eight bit pixels, right? Right. And and you know, you had to somehow make use these, these complicated well, they weren't super complicated games back in the day, but you still had to make like these games, you know, so it was like um I, I imagine it's kinda like that, you know, it's like someone walks in with the the Lego Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets <laughs> Diorama, right? And it's like, they show you the drawing and now you've got to turn this into bricks. So you, it's like, you got to reverse engineer it and brickify it, right. brickify it.
1: And what is, what is kind of interesting is like the number of times, like doing these like sets and everything where I'm looking at something and going, this could have just been one piece, yeah, but instead it breaks down to like 10 pieces like 10 little little <laughs> shapes and like right. right angle pieces and stuff and I'm like this could have been one piece why did, yeah. why did we have to have so many
0: steps involved here I'd like to backtrack a tiny bit I think we actually had one Lego thing see our mom and it was definitely our mom wasn't dad um uh, our mom would occasionally get us toys through the mail through weird little rebate coupony deals mm. right and this is why, like we okay, like we had Darth Vader, oh, and Luke Skywalker. Those were the only Star Wars toys we had, right? We had those, yes, because mom sent in like a mail-in coupon. I, so I we think had I like this. That. Yeah, we had Darth Vader. That was those were the only Star Wars toys we had, though. That huh. was it. <laughs> and like, um I think we did have we had a GI Joe bike, but we wrecked it. And then we had Cobra Commander because mom sent in like a rebate and got us Cobra Commander. So that was like the only G.I. Joe we had, right? And I am, I may be making this up in my brain, but I feel like mom sent away and we had, we got like a little, a little Lego rocket ship. But it was only like, it was, it was cheesy. Like it wasn't like a, it wasn't like these fancy like rocket ships that look like the Apollo thirteen or whatever, <laughs> you know. It's like it was like a base and like some wings and whatever. It was like four pieces. It was garbage because it was like a a freebie thing mom sent in a bunch of box stops for or whatever. And yeah, I remember like some of the toy we had like a handful of oddball toys that were just like crap mom sent away for. And that I think we had like that was our only Lego. Huh. But yeah no there were definitely friends of ours that had just Legos for days. Yeah they
1: they were like le- and,
0: Yeah, we yeah. we had those like Lego
1: friends cuz cuz that was our thing like we were the He-Man kids. We yeah. yeah, we had He-Man. We doubled down on He-Man. And like, every anything is like, let's just get another He-Man because that's where we started, you know? Right. And I think it was kind of like – and I think mom and dad even kind of, like, pushed us towards that because they're like, well, you started with He-Man. Let's wait and get the entire – the only problem was, you know, it took us 10 years to amass our yeah. He-Man collection. And by that time, we weren't into toys anymore or right. as much. Right. Um I had I have one um one Lego kit that I asked for uh, that I got for Christmas or birthday or something and it was a little too late in life for it right but it was it was actually like one of the more complicated Lego kits at the time I forget it was like the Technic kit and and Lego oh, yeah. was trying to they were trying to actually like make legos that were would actually work and like had gears and that sort of thing and it was yeah. cool but it was kind of like at the same time it was like where legos and lincoln logs collided because there right. was a bunch of like little rods and stuff and i had one kit so with my one kit i could make two different versions of basically the same dune buggy
0: you know right i kind of remember that it was like yeah it was like a i thought it was like a little car or something yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a little dune buggy
1: yeah it's like this you could make a four-wheeled dune buggy or you could make a three-wheeled dune buggy and, <laughs> and it was neat because i like you could turn the steering wheel and it would actually turn the steering tires and and i mean it was cool but it was like you build it once now what yeah, <laughs> you know, because was like I didn't have any kits to combine it with or anything. So,
0: so yeah, I, uh, uh, that's that's where that landed. Well, see though, that's kind of my thing about modern Legos though. Is like modern Legos, they're because like again, Legos used to just be Legos. They were just bricks, and you built stuff with them, right? Right. But now these Lego sets are like really complicated, and they're really just like build the Death Star, you yeah. know. Or build an x wing fighter i'm i 'm doing Star wars, but you know what i'm saying it's like you 're really just building like this one thing you know build Optimus prime right you know well, and it 's like um and it, it, it to me it sort of almost defeats the purpose i don 't i guess there's a part of me that doesn 't understand the appeal of that, which is funny because we just did a whole thing <laughs> about me assembling <laughs> little plastic miniatures and painting them but again right i'm not i'm not putting the plastic miniatures together and then taking them back apart and putting them back together you know it's right. like like to me it's like it's just weird that like these things are designed now to make one specific thing and I'm like why don't you just buy the toy that already exists that's that one specific thing you know uh, it's like why build the Lego Batmobile when I can just buy the batmobile i I will say
1: that uh you know the building part does make it kind of cool, and okay. like my kids, they they like building them, and then they will play with them, and then they will drop them on the floor, and they ah. fall apart, and little, well, yeah. bitty, and then they go down into my HVAC system. <laughs> uh, so we have we have a chest. I think you guys actually gave us like the little chest uh, that, that we have that, uh, because my kids being my kids and what I've tried to tell my wife is that, you know, our, our job as parents is to do slightly better than our parents did. So, so yeah, my kids are loaded with so many toys and I'm like, we overshot in the toy department here, I think a little bit. Um, so, so yeah, I
0: I think the other thing is like when we were kids, I mean, we actually did good with toys. I think we complain about it sometimes here on the podcast. But we did, we did pretty good in we retrospect. Didn't do, we did good enough. I mean, but like, I feel like it Like, yeah, like at Christmas and birthdays, a lot of times, like the prime stuff came from mom and dad, and then like the rest of the family, it was a crapshoot, right? You know, it was like the rest of the family is like maybe. You know, grandma is going to get us something cool, or maybe grandma bought something from the Dollar General. Right. You know? Well,
1: you know, actually, our grandparents normally did pretty well. It was those distant aunts and uncles that you could never count on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones that, like, what a kid's like, I don't know, here's toys, go. Yeah. Um, But
0: it's like, now it's, now it seems like when you have like a, yeah, when you have a Christmas or birthday, it's like, here's this, like, mountain uh, like everyone comes over and you get this mountain. Well, not now because of COVID times, but you know uh, what I mean? You get bo- this like mountain of toys now and the kids now have more toys than they know what to do with. Oh, Daniel, yeah. Daniel doesn't even like half of his toys. He prefers rolls of cardboard and <laughs>
1: boxes. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. My blankets. kids, yeah. My kids love boxes too, but um, no, they, they do actually like Legos. They, they will put them together. They will take them apart, but like it, but we have this chest, of uh, the, of all these like these kits that we've put together and or taken apart and some of them are generic Legos too right um so they don't quite fit and so every now and then we'll just have these like uh these Lego building sessions and or at least we used to not as much anymore um but and basically my my son will get whatever's mostly built and just kind of play with it Hazel will put together like a dollhouse out of like Lego. She's always building like these practical things. she will be right. like, here's my bedroom and like, here's the kitchen. And like, and like a block is the refrigerator and everything. It's like, we're going to, it's time to go to bed. Da, da, da. And I'm like, and then what I do is I build a battle semi. <laughs> so like I take like all these pieces that we have and like I'll make this big truck and I'll put all these weapons and stuff on it and then so like at one point like because we have these these off brand teenage mutant ninja turtle legos so oh, I got yeah. I got all my like ninja turtle villains like I got the the rhin- rhinoceros and shredder and and the krang and all of them and so I'll like just put them on each of the turrets of my battle semi and then I'll. Basically, I'll drive around and try to back it in between things because I'm an idiot, a dork. And, and uh, anyways, but nevertheless, every time I build my battle semi, one of the kids will look at it and go, can I play with that? And I'm like, no, I build it. You don't it. So they'll inevitably get it away from him and then drop it on the floor. It <laughs> shatters into billions of pieces. Like, there goes my battle semi great.
0: Like, I'm not playing anymore. Uh, see, we, uh, Daniel's, you know, Daniel's not too yet. Uh, we got a ways to go. Um, so, but we do have the little, I don't think they're actually Duplo box, oh, which yeah, is, yeah, you yeah. know, baby Legos. Right. But like, which is ironic because they're giant. Yeah. yeah. That, that's that's well, what you, I think's you hilarious. Can't swallow them, yeah, yeah. And exactly. if you
1: can swallow a Duplo,
0: you've earned it. Oh, don't Daniel tries, <laughs> but no. Um, so yeah, we've we've got like off-brand Duplos, and he doesn't really like to build much. He more prefers to destroy. Once again, living up to his nickname, the Mighty Kong. Um, yeah, I'll like I'll and sometimes if I want to distract him, I'll just start building Duplo. I'll just build these <laughs> really poorly made towers with the Duplo box, and they like Daniel will be like, "Oh, oh no, old man, that's going down!" And he'll like you know stomp over and just just destroy it. Just if he doesn't just bash it with his hands or his feet, he'll uh, pick it up and throw it on the ground three or four times. So it's fun.
1: Well and that's where all Lego building starts anyways and like he's he's not even really old enough to actually start building anyways nah. but a tower a tower, <laughs> a tower yep. is where the Lego building starts with any kid and and uh and oh god I just remember uh, Hazel kind of figured out after a while like of us explaining because we had the we had this big tub we have we still have this big tub of Duplos and um it we we've got two big yellow bricks and like so we showed Hazel like if you start with these two yellow bricks then you can build off of that you get this big strong cube and you could build a tower as big as she is you know it's great and then you knock it over and yay my son, baby son, I don't I, I don't think it was I don't think it was he couldn't get it. It was he just wasn't gonna, dad. <laughs> And would inevitably build his tower off the smallest square he could. He would get it up super high and then the weight. It was—it it looked like a Dr. Seuss tower is what it really looked like every time he would build it. And it would fall over and he'd throw a screaming fit about it. And I'm like, start with the big bricks. I don't want to.
0: He is—he's thumbing his nose at
1: physics. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, and what's going to be awesome if he ends up being like a physics uh, professor or something, like later <laughs> on in life, like really gets into it, like <laughs> and tries to reverse engineer a a, uh, a, a freestanding <laughs> Doctor Seuss tower. I told you it would work, old man. <laughs> oh man, uh,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, so let's see the other. I think. The other, the, other, the other thing about the Legos is the dreaded stepping on of the Legos. Oh, God, yes. Which is the bane of the existence of every adult in the entire history of the universe.
1: Oh, oh the dad um, kryptonite.
0: The dad kryptonite. <laughs> the Lego on the floor. The
1: Lego that you don't see on the floor and you go stomping through barefoot.
0: Yep. <laughs> Again, I don't have as much of a problem with that because they're giant. Uh, so it's, gen- I generally won't step on them, but every so often I catch one of those Duplo boxes and Duplo boxes and it, it's not fun. Yeah. You it, would think it it'd be,
1: you would think you could avoid those. No. Yeah. You'll step yeah. on them too.
0: Well, oh. see. The thing is, is that when Daniel really goes to town in the play area aka our living room. Um, the house there's just the house is the house. Play- the, the, house. House, yes. the house is our kids' play area too. That's just the way it goes. No, so much crap gets strewn about. It's it's almost like what my studio used to look like back when I had a studio. It's like you have to like look for little places to walk. <laughs> and what's funny is sometimes like he'll he'll try to run around in there, but when it gets real bad there's nowhere to run. So it's like you can tell he's like trying to run, but he's tripping over literally everything because there's nowhere to run because he's just strewn everything all over the place. So that's usually when I catch a Duplo block to the foot.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it, traditional Legos, that's as well as we done. We could probably do an entire other uh, uh, podcast about Lego movies that let's just let's just not even go there. Let's, no, uh, no.
0: I only watched the first one anyway. So We
1: uh, we watched Lego Batman last week. Oh, as yeah? our that was our family movie. It it was surprisingly good and and
0: I think that's kind of the thing with all the Lego Yeah, movies. they're all
1: really witty and they do some goofy stuff with the Legos. So Yeah. Um but now nah, we're not going to go we're not yeah. going to go down that road, faithful listener. Don't worry. You don't have to you don't have to uh ask for more time on your lunch break to uh, listen to it anymore. <laughs>
0: um. All right. This has been the Two Bros Three Things podcast. I'm Joseph Morse. I played the Chaos Faction and uh, I am a comic book publisher and cartoonist. You can check out my work at www.torkpress.com, T O R C P R E S S. And you can look for me on. Twerk press on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I do TikTok videos now. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, the kids, I don't understand the kids nowadays. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I am super old and I don't understand half the things these kids say or do anymore. I don't, I love the new generation. I think they're great, but I can't make heads or tails of anything they say or do at all. I'm so old. So anyway, yes. Check me out on all those platforms. Uh, if you like my work, uh support me on Patreon, P R P A T R E O N dot com. Just look for Torque Press or Joseph Morrison. Give me money. Uh, also Lego, give us money. <laughs> so Lego, you've got all the monies. Give us money. We we talked about you, Lego. Yeah. Games the- Workshop. Games Workshop, we know you're not giving us any no. money. You guys are you guys are tight wads. But Lego, give us money. And Gene Simmons, don't sue us. It would be great (laughs) if Legos would just
1: give us some Lego sets that we could construct while we're doing a podcast.
0: That would be great. Come on Lego. <laughs> the 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 Two Bros Three Things podcast diorama.
1: <laughs> yeah, we could, like take pictures of our finished product and put it on this. This is gold, Lego. Think of all yeah. the all you would get out of this.
0: Give us money, Lego. All
1: right, my name is Ryan Morris, uh, owner and operator of 3HD recording, 3hdrecording.com. Uh also the Dr. Orpheus project on Bandcamp. And Facebook and what have you not on TikTok. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I I literally don't know what I keep hearing about this TikTok and I'm like, isn't that just YouTube? Seems like
0: YouTube. I don't know. It, it's a lot quicker and faster.
1: All right. So uh but uh anywho, uh remember if you want to be personally shouted out, you gotta leave us a comment. You've been doing great so far, everybody. And yep. uh so this has been the Two, Two bros! Three three things Ba and do do do